The motorsports world is where legends are made, the unthinkable happens, and barriers are broken. One man harnesses the power of an industry every week. This is the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor, with Jim Beaver. Welcome to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. And uh, yeah, we've got uh, an interesting show lined up today. Basically, IndyCar back racing. We know this. Supercross, NASCAR, a whole lot going on. We got uh, off-road getting ready to fire up in a couple of weeks. Silver State uh, 300. But uh, this is one of those interesting shows where I had a layout. I had a plan. A lot of our interviews that uh, I do are pre-taped, you know, according to to drivers and, and athletes' schedules, things like that. So, you know, the the goal this week was to get Zach Veach on the show. You know, good friend of mine, Andretti Driver, finished fourth place at Texas, had a great run there. Hey, we haven't caught up with Zach in a year. Let's get Zach on the show, right? So we go to record this, and, you know, it fits into a schedule. And we sit down, and we start talking, and we're supposed to do like a 14-minute segment, right? 30-some minutes later, Zach and I are still talking. And it was great talk about IndyCar, racing, COVID, life. And so uh, we just rolled with it, went full long-form interview style on it. So... We had this layout of the show, and uh, you know what? It's up in the air now at this point. Hour number one is going to be uh, myself and Zach Veach uh, talking just about anything you could possibly think of uh, for three segments on the show. So uh, that's how we're going to lead off the show. Hour number two, we do have power rankings. I'm going to chime in on uh, some big off-road news, some big Formula One news. We just have a lot of news to get to as the world kind of gets start starts getting put back together. Motorsports calendars start getting put back together. You know, we we've got uh, a lot of news breaking on that front on uh, you know when and where and how we're actually going to be able to watch and consume motorsports. So uh, uh, looking forward to. Uh, kind of breaking down some of the news in hour number two and i'm headed up to dirt fish in a week so i haven't talked about that yet yeah we're definitely going to be talking about the fish because um man i get to go up there finally out of quarantine i'm treating myself to uh, three days of rally car and mud and sliding subarus around like what better what better way to treat yourself after after quarantine than to go to dirtfish right yeah that's what's on my calendar coming up in the next couple of weeks so uh yeah we we've got a ton to talk about uh you know lots of big news out of supercross and indycar as well so uh, hang tight man this is uh this is going to be a fun show and if you're an indycar fan if you're an andretti autosport fan man you are going to love hour number one because it's full-on zach veach andretti takeover today right here on the general tire down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor whether you're looking for a tire that balances high performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions excellent handling and traction in wet and dry conditions or a summer performance tire designed with a driving enthusiast in mind general tire has you covered from the all-new g-max rs to the grabber atx no matter what you drive general tire will get you where you're going learn more at GeneralTire.com. general tire cruising with the down and dirty radio show since 2012 want extreme performance, reliability, and the most fun you can have on four wheels? The Polaris Razor brings it to you, but you don't need to take my word for it. You can take theirs. I'm Tanner Faust, and I choose the Polaris Razor because it's the most fun you can have with a steering wheel. What's up? I'm Ronnie Renner, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the sickest, most reliable side-by-side on the planet. What's up, everybody? Heavy D from Diesel Brothers. Listen, I'm on Team Razor because it's hands down the best piece of machinery on the planet. 
I'm RJ Anderson, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the most fun, most capable machine. Action sports stars, TV personalities, and some of the best race car drivers in the world all choose Polaris Razor because it's the ultimate combination of power, suspension, agility, and fun. Find out more information on the web at PolarisRazor.com or follow at Polaris Razor on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and use the hashtag RazorLife to share your story. Conditions off the pavement are always changing, so why settle for a light bar that just turns on and off? The Rigid Adapt is a revolutionary new light bar that will automatically select from eight beam patterns that range from a widespread 90-degree flood to a 15-degree spot based on your vehicle's speed. Try that with your knockoff light bar. A dash-mounted controller allows the user to toggle between adaptive mode beam patterns and rgbw accent lighting with adapt it's easier than ever to own the night looking to have some fun on four wheels dirtfish rally school has you covered packing as much adrenaline and adventure as you can handle into high performance all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive subaru rally cars is where the fun begins at dirtfish just 30 minutes outside of seattle and snoqualmie you'll get a chance to train up to three full days with some of the country's best instructors and be put through the high octane rush of rally on mud dirt and tarmac get started today and call 425 425- 888-7715 or visit us online at dirtfish.com and use code 911 for a 15% discount. When looking for a new wheel for your off-road vehicle, car, truck, or UTV, the choice is easy. You choose what the pros use. Rob McCachron, Keegan Kincaid, and myself, Jim Beaver, all exclusively use Vision Wheel, whether we're dominating Baja, taking the cup at Cranon, or shredding UTVs. Vision Wheel's trend-setting designs and durability will set you apart from the competition and your friends. Check out visionwheel.com or at visionwheel on social media to learn more. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Uh, I'd like to welcome my guest this week to the show, or one of my guests this week, uh, Mr. Zach Veach. Uh, Zach, I, I feel like... I feel like this is kind of weird. I feel like we've all, we've almost got this annual catch up that we do at uh, the month of May at Indianapolis. Obviously, we've had you on the show, you know, before and after that. But uh, I feel like we missed that this year. It was a weird month of May for me because I generally plan on spending in, in Indy. Obviously, you do the same, and uh, here we are catching up. Uh, we'll get to Texas in a minute, but. How has twenty twenty been for you, man? Because I think is it's just been a little wild for everybody. I mean. I guess you were all ready to go at St. Pete, and then the rug got pulled out from you and everybody else in IndyCar, and ever since then, it's just kind of been this weird few months, man. Yeah, no, for sure. That's been the the weird thing is we all, um, you know, we were all monitoring what was going on in the world, uh, you know, a couple months before St. Pete, and we kind of thought, well, you know, we'll just be extra careful. I'll make sure I wash my hands every now and then, but it shouldn't affect any of us over here too, too severely. You know, we got through some of our winter testing, and then we showed up at St. Petersburg all ready to go. Uh, then they canceled Friday practice on us, which was a bit weird. It told us there'd be no fans there, which was a bit weird. And, uh, you know, they they kept saying that we were still going to race, though, so we had some hope. And then, uh, yeah, Friday at lunch, I get a call to uh, go pack my bags and uh, start heading towards the airport. So, you know, it was one of those things where we, we, we felt best shape of our lives. We had a great pre-season test uh we're excited to get things started at st pete then as you said the rug was pulled and spent three months thinking about you know (laughs) what was next and uh luckily we were able to uh show up to texas and 
and just go out and uh, kind of put on the show that we thought we could do at uh, St. Petersburg. So I'm glad to, to see we didn't lose anything with this time off. Yeah, well, and I, I want to kind of talk about the time off and what you've been doing, and obviously we'll get to Texas in a minute, but you posted something on social media, on Instagram, uh, I don't know, it was, uh, I don't know, a few days back or something like that, But you, you've, and I think this really sums up a lot. You said 2018 was all about the learning, and you actually had some good results, you know what I mean? And then you said 2019 was about pushing too hard and fighting limits. You said 2020 is the year, you know? I mean, can you expand on that? Because I think it kind of sums things up, and obviously, you know, Looking at things, I mean, it's pretty much on par. You know, obviously 2019 wasn't the year you wanted. 2018, you did learn a lot. This year, obviously, you came out firing on all cylinders, man. I mean, you know, I feel like that post was was pretty much summed up ideally the last three years. <laughs> you know, I was hoping that there was some weight to uh, to those words for sure. Because, you know, 2018, we really didn't know anything. You know, it was my rookie year in IndyCar and uh, you know, we had no expectations. We were just uh, going out there, and, you know, it was a year with a lot of highs. It, uh, things just kind of came naturally, and we are doing really well. And, you know, I thought, well, if we can have these good races um, without knowing anything, 2019 should be better because, you know, I'll train harder. I'll push a little harder in the race car. I'll be a little better, and we should be out there getting the results that, uh, you know, we, we know we can do. And, I think that was the, the tipping point of a bad year just because, you know, I thought, well, if I just push harder in the car, it should take care of itself. And, and that was kind of the opposite of the fact because I think I put a little too much pressure on myself in 19 and, and just tried too hard. And as you know, I mean, you, there's, a, there's a fine line between pushing and making sure you're doing a good job and then overdriving, uh, you know, what you're behind. So I think for me, I had two yin and yang years two ends of the spectrum and luckily at texas we we rolled out and it just it felt much more natural of knowing when to push when to uh you know take things easy and uh mainly at the end of the day take what comes to you you know don't force it if you don't have to yeah well and you know and i know and i'm going back a couple of years i'm really trying to pick my brain here but i I think Michael Andretti kind of had said when they signed you, he said, look, you know, we're not, we're, we're going to give Zach a lot of room to grow. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he was expecting race wins from day one. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, he was very upfront, like, Hey, we, this is a three-year contract. We're expecting, you know, Zach to kind of come into his own as a driver over this period of time. And, and, and do you feel like, you know, the last couple of years, I mean, you know, there wasn't that pressure initially. You may have put it on yourself, but I don't, it doesn't sound like Andretti really put a lot of pressure, but do you feel like, you know, finally this third year, we're starting to see kind of that vision and every the culmination. Obviously, Texas, you know, running really strong there with a fourth place. I mean, do you feel like that now you're kind of seeing it? Like, oh, this is all getting, you know, this is the year we put it together, you know? Yeah, I really think so. You know, that pressure has never been from uh, the team, which, you know, I, I've always appreciated. It's, it's always self-induced. You know, I'm always going to be harder on myself than anyone can possibly be, you know, critics in general. So, um, you know, I, I think that was, you know, my own hurdle to kind of get over uh, last year. You know, that's, you, you finally get to that, that professional level and uh, it's a whole new atmosphere that you're trying to uh, figure out all, all at the same time and trying to go quick in a car. So, you know, I think this is the year, yeah, I, I hope to continue what we started at Texas because, you know, the, the funny thing is, I, I've said it on a couple other interviews, but 
you know, Texas, not that I didn't have to try hard, but it felt effortless. Yeah. You know, it was just the right amount of uh, energy put in the right places. You know, we unloaded, we made the car a little bit better in practice. We went out. I had a kind of, you know, not a conservative qualifying effort, but I certainly wasn't hanging the thing out to, to kill myself and qualified fifth. And then in the race, yeah, I just, I think I told my spotter multiple times that, hey, man, I'm just going to ride here. You know, we got four pit stops left. I just want to, I just want to do, get, I just want to kill some laps right now. I'm just going to ride around in fifth or sixth, wherever we're at, and just get us closer to the end. And I think this year is the first year that I've had that maturity to be able to see what yeah. 50 laps in front of where I'm at right now. Well, you know, and, and that being said, let's talk a little bit about oval racing because, you know, if you would have asked you three years ago, hey, Zach, are you an oval racer? You know, you probably would have been like, eh, well, you know, but but now I'm looking to, you know, and obviously fourth at Texas, you've had some great results at Iowa and at Gateway and things like that, you know, and obviously you finished fourth at Long Beach, you know, and, and you know, so, you know, you, you've had some success on, on road courses as well, but it seems like you, you've kind of really come into your own as an oval racer, Zach. I really, really enjoy the ovals. You know, if it was up to me, we'd be racing more of them just because it's such a fun uh, science experiment. Because, you know, on the ovals, not only do you have to do a good job, you have to be very smart of, you know, figuring out how the time passes and, you know, uh, when's the right time to push and when to be patient. But the car has to be really good, too. You you can't make a bad car go fast on an oval because most nine times out of ten, you'll find yourself in the wall. So, I really enjoy that kind of teamwork atmosphere that the Ovals give you of just you and your engineer trying to figure out what little detail is going to be the detail that gets you to the front. Yeah. Well, you know, all that being said, obviously, uh, you know, Texas, you know, came out, you know, you're sitting really pretty in the points right now, you know, and and obviously we're only one round deep, but, you know, looking at the schedule, you know, it's kind of thrown a wrench in everybody's plans because you guys kind of had the schedule lined out, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, in preseason mindset of the rhythm of the season and all that's kind of been broken apart now, you know, and and now everything's kind of thrown up in a blender and we've got the month of May and August and, you know, all kinds of craziness going on, you know, and it's like, how has that affected you and you and the team? I mean, because you had preseason what you thought the flow of the season would be, and now it's kind of like you, you guys are completely, you know, everybody's kind of thrown into this blender and really not knowing what to expect. Well, you know, I, I think in a way it was a pull from uh, maybe some of your dirt experience, yeah. not exactly knowing what's around the next corner, you know, just taking it, uh, you know, turn by turn and just trying to be as flexible as possible. But, you know, I, I, the thing I like about it so much is, that, you know, Texas, especially being a one-day show, people thought it'd be a disadvantage for the guys like myself who only have a couple of years under our belts. But really, it was kind of an advantage because, you know, we only got one session to go out there and run the car. And it's usually that second or third session that the guys like Dixon and Hunter Ray and Power, that they have 20 years of experience that they can come back from and be like, okay, these are the little details I really need to, to focus on. So I think um, having things off rhythm is a little bit of a level playing field for a lot of us younger guys, um, just because, you know, we don't have, uh, you know, 15 years of an IndyCar schedule programmed into our heads. It's just we're still kind of taking it day by day. And I think, um, you know, we're just happy to be back in the race car. I think that's the biggest thing. It, it doesn't matter if uh, we had to do 17 races in one day. You know, I, I think all of us are just, if, if this one time has given us something, it, it's just 
given us that appreciation for driving that not that we have lost, but we, we didn't focus on as much before. All right, Zach, we are going to have to hit the pause button here because it's break time. But uh, we come back, we're going to have a whole lot more with Zach Veach from Andretti Autosport right here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517 I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts, and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free, guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Got to Andretti Autosport driver in the IndyCar Series, uh, Zach Veach, on the show right now. And, uh, you know, Zach, you were talking about kind of kind of taking things for granted. And, you know, me as a driver in off-road, obviously you and IndyCar, and I think drivers are all kind of created equal in a, in a sense where 
I think we took for granted a lot of things in our careers, you know, and it's like something gets taken away, even if it was just for a couple of months and you really start salivating for it. And it makes you appreciate not only that, but, you know, fans and everything else. I mean, you guys just ran a race at, at Texas Motor Speedway that you normally would have a, a you know, a, a packed house and, you know, and there was nobody there outside of your teams and, and a few select media personnel. You know, it's I, I think this whole thing coming out of it, the other side, I think it's really given us a, a, a lot more appreciation for what we have and and when things do happen like fans coming back and things like that I think it's going to give us even not that we didn't appreciate fans before but now you know we really are going to appreciate them you know you know that's exactly right and I think you know everything in life that we're doing you know you don't truly understand it until you take a step back and and get to view it from a different perspective I think um, especially with this first break that we all had a lot of us, you know, it's our livelihood. It's what we, we do each week. Um, so for us all to be forced to kind of take a step back and start appreciating it from a completely different angle and, you know, longing for it, I think, uh, yeah, just made the passion for it all grow a little bit deeper. I know in that time I went back and revisited all of my favorite racing movies that I watched when I was, you know, <laughs> like six or seven years old. And, you know, I just, I became merely a fan again and then i got to remember oh cool i get to go to texas in like five days so you know it was a it was a reward after a long break of just uh sitting and thinking about racing well and i think that's one thing that's funny because i think you know everybody away and and i've done a lot of interviews you know and we're still kind of coming out of it but i i feel like everybody we've we've got to show more of our personality through social media and things like that because we really didn't have racing to talk about, you know? So it was like people got creative, you know what I mean, with their social media and what they were doing behind the scenes. And I feel like fans now have actually got a more, you know, a deeper appreciation for drivers because they've got to see sides of these drivers that maybe they didn't get to see before, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I build a, my girlfriend and I, we build a van, uh, over the winter and you know uh basically like a camper van to go rock climbing and backpacking out of and you know when we went to st pete it was probably like 60 percent complete and uh this time off definitely gave us uh, a lot of time to get the thing close i think we're like 90 percent uh finished with it now so you know i do appreciate that but yeah that's the funny thing is i see so many requests now on my twitter and my instagram for non-related non-racing related things it's uh you know hey where you been climbing at or uh how's the van coming along you know what else you're going to do to it so i think yeah we definitely opened up more of our personal life in the past three years or three months i should say because well you know life goes on <laughs> and when you don't have racing to talk about uh you know we're still people we, we still have things to do uh and I think that's been fun. So I hope a lot of us don't lose that once we get back into the heart of racing. You know, I've always been more open with the things that we're doing, but it's fun to see things like, you know, Dixon and Power just hanging out with their kids and being a dad. You know, it's it's little stuff like that that I think really connects, uh, you know, connects everyone. Yeah. Well, I will say, you know, there was a little bit of racing that happened during, uh, during, you know, kind of the months off, obviously, uh, you know, IndyCar and iRacing got together and did some stuff. And I, I do have to mention, I mean, you know, you did finish top 10 during at Indy during the month of May, you know, so that, that is something, Zach. <laughs> yeah, the, the ovals are really good to us. I think we finished <laughs> top 10 at Motegi, um, close in Michigan. Yeah. And then at Indy. So, 
you know, that was fun. You know, it was, it made the time go by a lot faster. Yeah. You know, I will say before the iRacing thing came back, um, you know, the weeks felt very long. And then all of us started logging six hour days, practicing, you know, down in our little like dungeons and basements and things. And then, uh, yeah, you would look up and you'd be like, Oh, it's Friday already. Okay, cool. Like, I get to go racing again. So, um, you know, luckily I don't think all the time we all spent on a sim didn't cause too many divorces in the racing community. <laughs> um, but the, the, the fun thing at the end of it, we had a, a wives and girlfriends race where, all of our better uh, halves got to get on the sim and compete against each other. And, you know, I think out of the whole iRacing thing, that's probably been my most enjoyable uh, moment. Just, uh, just letting them see kind of a little bit into our world and, uh, and just step into a coaching role too, or just, you know, just helping people along. I think we all kind of enjoyed that. It was fun. Yeah, I, I will tell you, and uh, I know obviously he's a good friend of both of ours, but poor Alex Rossi, he, I, I don't know, he did a couple of my off-road events too, and uh, he just, I think he's one of those guys that if there's anybody that's thankful to get back behind the wheel of a real race car, it's definitely Alex <laughs> Rossi, because he doesn't have a second career as a sim racer. Like, I, I don't want to throw Alex under yeah, the bus, well, but his sim racing career, it needs to be shelved. Same though. That's why I like the ovals because, like, relatively anyone can jump on the sim and go fast on the ovals because, like, the fixed setups are good. But on the road courses, Rossi and I, we were like together. We were like three <laughs> seconds off the pro, like sim guys. And we're like, all right, this is embarrassing. So you know, we were kind of laughing at that at Texas. We were like, when's the last time you touched your sim rig? And I was like, uh, checkered flag at Indianapolis. <laughs> You know what, what? I think we had so much sim racing, you know, in six weeks, we were on it, you know, every day, basically practicing that once we saw the light at the end of the tunnel of real racing, we, we all took a, a big step back to, to, to take some time off. Cause I think we all took it too seriously and we kind of ruined the fun of it. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the thing, you know, and I know like, you know, Connor Daly's had some fun with his Twitch and some of the, in, in some of that type stuff, you know, and I, I think it's the truth though. I, I, and I almost feel bad for you guys because it was like full on burnout mode almost, you know, because it was like, there was nothing going on. And then the networks and everybody got involved. It's like, all right, let's do this. And I feel like you guys were almost busier with your sim racing career than you actually would be behind, you know, with yeah. your real racing career. <laughs> it was bad. I mean, it was, when I was waking up Monday morning and I had an engineer from Andretti <laughs> texting me of, Hey man, can you come on around noon? I want to do three full tank runs to see what mileage is. I was like, all right, <laughs> like <laughs> this is, this has gone too far, you know, but you know, at, at the end of the day, people really enjoyed it. You know, seeing the fans like pay attention to it was, was a whole lot of fun. Um, so we, we really enjoyed that part of it, but, it was just funny. There's rumors about the sim racing league when we left St. Pete. And I was like, well, I just got like a five-year-old steering wheel and some cheap pedals. So I'll just use that and that will be fine. And then I started driving around Watkins Glen, a place that I've actually won at and I feel really good at. And I'm like seven seconds off. And I was like, <laughs> okay, this is odd. So I went over to my friend Gavin Chavez's house and jumped on his, you know, nice sim. And then I was like a half a second off. And I was like, great. I'm getting ready to spend seven grand, you know, it's just the equipment really didn't make a difference because everyone was committing to the highest level of equipment. And that's the problem. I think with all of us is we, we know, no medium it's, you got to go full out and, 
And that's when it got a little out of hand. Yeah. So what you're saying is there's no real difference in real racing and sim racing. You just need to spend money, right? It's all a money game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Whoever spends the most money is typically the fastest. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so all that being said, obviously, you know, we got Texas in the books now. I mean, you know, I, how are you approaching the rest of these? You said Texas kind of feel, feel, you know, felt effortless for you. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, you want to, you, you caught a little bit of lightning in the bottle there. Uh, you know, obviously you want, you want to jump up, a, you know, a couple of steps on the podium. I mean, how are we going to, how are we going to accomplish this, Zach? You know, as we kind of hit this stretch now, we gonna, we're going to go do some road racing. And then obviously, you know, we got some more ovals to come, but uh, you know, what, what's the approach there for you and, and the team there at Andretti? For me, it's uh, especially it's just doing what we did at Texas, just walking into the thing, having a good time. You know, I, I don't mean to seem careless when I say that, but, you know, 2019, we lost all the fun in motorsports just because I was taking it, um, you know, so seriously and putting so much pressure on myself. So my new engineer that I have um, for this season, he's a, a younger guy named Mark Bryant, and he's extremely talented and you know, him and I both have two years. They're going on three years of IndyCar experience now. So him and I are just kind of having fun with this whole thing. We're, we're showing up. We, neither one of us has all the answers, which I love. You know, we're, we're both looking at things with open minds. We don't have any preconceived notions of 15 years of experience. So, you know, we've just kind of bonded into this uh, this team of just trying to uh, make life easier for each other, which has been really good. So, I think that mindset is just going to be important to take into NDGP of just, you know, we'll show up. What we have is what we have. And if it needs work, we'll try to make it better before the race. And come race time, I'll go out and make sure I, I put the right amount of effort in without trying too hard and, you know, see where we finish up. I My whole goal this year is Texas was incredible, but I just want to be consistently in that top 10 because, you know, if you're inside the top 10, you're always in a position that you could win one of these races and, being in the top 10 of a championship with the amount of talent that we have in this series uh, is incredible. So that's our whole goal. If we can get lucky and, you know, uh, snag a win or two this season, that'd be incredible. But I just want to make sure I show the world that we can consistently finish where we were at Texas. Well, and, uh, you know, we definitely want to talk a whole lot more about Texas and that run there and the return to racing for IndyCar and, and what's to come in 2020. Uh, we, we have a whole lot to talk about here, but uh, we got to take a short commercial break and when we return. We'll definitely have more with Zach Veach here in hour number one on uh, Sirius XM channel 211, Dan Patrick Radio, Sports Byline, Podcast One, downandirtyshow.com, Apple Podcasts, and uh, everywhere else uh, you're listening to the show, including the American Forces Network. All right, we are uh, going to take a pause here and uh, we will return here with more Zach Veach here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Don't go anywhere. I'm Polaris rider Jim Beaver. I race trophy trucks professionally, host a Down and Dirty Radio show, and also travel the country announcing motorsports events. I've seen it all, and trust me, I've done most of it, so when it comes time to relax on the weekend, nothing is better than taking time with my family in our Razor vehicles. They've got the reliability I need to just pick up and go explore the desert dunes or trail and have the capability to attack even the harshest terrain. If you're looking for some of the most reliable and safest and hands-down most capable off-road machines in the world, look no further than 
and Polaris in their award-winning lineup of Razor vehicles. Whether you want your daughter to experience off-road driving for the first time in a Razor 170 like me, take the entire family out in a Razor XP4 1000 on the weekend, or shred the desert and dunes in the all-new Razor XP 1000 Fox Edition, Polaris has you handled. Take my advice and join me and some of the best drivers in the world by driving a Polaris Razor. Check out the full Polaris Razor lineup at Polaris.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor. Your life demands a tire that provides durability, comfort, and performance, and that's what General Tire delivers for you. From the all-season grip of the Grabber UHP to the comfort and on-road manners of the Grabber HTS to the durability and off-road traction of the Grabber AT2, General has a tire that will help get you where you need to go. So let us take you on your next big adventure. Tweet us at General Tire, hashtag anywhere is possible, because with General Tire, anywhere is possible. When looking for a new wheel for your off-road vehicle, car, truck, or UTV, the choice is easy. You choose what the pros use. Rob McCachron, Keegan Kincaid, and myself, Jim Beaver, all exclusively use Vision Wheel, whether we're dominating Baja, taking the cup at Cranon, or shredding UTVs. Vision Wheel's trend-setting designs and durability will set you apart from the competition and your friends. Check out visionwheel.com or at Vision Wheel on social media to learn more. Looking to have some fun on four wheels? Dirtfish Rally School has you covered. Packing as much adrenaline and adventure as you can handle into high-performance all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive Subaru rally cars is where the fun begins at Dirtfish. Just 30 minutes outside of Seattle and Snoqualmie, you'll get a chance to train up to three full days with some of the country's best instructors and be put through the high-octane rush of rally on mud, dirt, and tarmac. Get started today and call 425-888-7715 or visit us online at dirtfish.com and use code 911 for a 15% discount. Life is all about sound, the sound of sports, the sound of the racetrack, and the sound of your vehicle. Don't drive around listening to this. Drive around listening to the sound of performance. Gibson Performance. Gibson Performance Exhaust is the company who can turn this into this. Remember that life is all about sound, and Gibson Exhaust is the sound of performance. Check out your next catback exhaust system, headers, muffler, or UTV exhaust at GibsonPerformance.com and get more power and more sound. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Where I've got Andretti Autosport driver Zach Veach on the show, uh, talking. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's been uh, it's been a little bit all over the place, and we still got a whole lot more to talk about. This is that segment that was supposed to be 14 minutes, and yeah, we've gone three. And uh, sometimes you just roll with it in radio, and that's what we're doing right here because it is good times, good times with Mr. Zach Veach. But uh, anyway, Zach, I guess moving forward here, uh, and this will have to be our last segment because uh, we're going to be up against the hour break. But uh, so. I'm going to put you on the spot, man. What is one event you're looking most forward to this year that you think, you know what, we've you know had some pretty solid runs in the past there. We've got a lot of data. I feel good at that track. Like I think we can really hit a home run there. Are there any of those in the back of your mind, Zach, that you're looking at going, you know what, I can't wait till we get there? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I have a handful of them. Uh, Iowa, particularly, we always seem to run well at Iowa. Um, and with that being a double header, now it's even more important to, to do a good job there. Um, Portland, place I've always been quick at. I've just really enjoyed the kind of style that that, that forces on to you. And um, Indianapolis, man, um, you know, 
Last year, I've had such a tough go about it at Indy. Um, you know, my first 500, I had a battery fail. My second Indy 500, my crew set me on fire three times. And then uh, last year, you know, we were, uh, I think, running 10th or 11th with only 30 laps to go. And we were sitting in a really good position for fuel to where I think we, um, once it cycled through, we were looking at somewhere in the top five. So I was, you know, ready for the best uh, Indy 500 of my life. And then a big crash happened in turn three when Graham Rahal and Bourdais got together. And I was only about four cars behind that. So I got collected, uh, not too much I could do there. So Indy's definitely put me through my paces of uh, making me want it and uh, appreciate anything that goes well there. So if we can have that pace that we had last year and just a little bit better luck, I um, I think we're in a pretty good spot. So I'm really excited to get to August and, uh, you know, hopefully I can win the, uh, the one Indy 500 that's been ran outside the month of May. Yeah, well, I guess yeah, I never really looked at it. You know, is there you as a driver? Is there something you, you? Well, all of them. I mean, you guys talk. I mean, is there something a little special? Like you, you know, Rossi won the hundredth. You know that that's special. You know, it's an Indy five hundred <laughs> win, but it's the one hundredth. You know, winning the uh, the only you know, and, and let's say only because I don't think IndyCar is going to make this a habit. But the only ever Indy right, five hundred right. in the month of August. Like to me, that that's kind of one of those outliers. It's kind of cool to have on the resume. You know, I won that well, special Indy five hundred. It would be cool because that's going to be a game show question for like the rest of the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be, who is the one guy that won a race outside of the May for Indy 500? It's like, well, your name's on that. So I guess if there's one thing we can kind of put as special on uh, this year's race, that would be it. But, you know, I just, uh, I saw Roger Pinsky said that, you know, if there's no fans allowed, we're not going to do the Indy 500. And, you know, that's something that I, I feel very, strongly about you know i agree with roger because you know that race without the atmosphere and the people it's just another race you know when you wake up that morning and you just feel the buzz of three hundred thousand plus people there and and you got the driver's parade a couple days before like all of those little things that you get to share with the fans is what makes that event so so special so i just uh i really hope you know i as of now, it looks like, you know, we're all good. But, you know, as you know, with the world, uh, we don't know what's happening tomorrow. So uh, yeah. we're going to keep our fingers crossed that we get to do the Indy 500 this year. But, you know, I, I think it has to be done with fans. That's for sure. Well, and I think there's something being said about that, you know, about kind of the, the sanctity of it. And I'm glad you mentioned that from a driver's perspective, you know, because I – I you walk into Indianapolis Motor Speedway and it, during the month of May and I don't care if it's qualifying if it's the GP if it's the 500 you feel the electricity there's something special in the air and I've been there outside of races and and it's special but there's just something special it's like walking to Fenway Park or when it, you know when the Red Sox are playing and it, there's just something you know there's history there and there's a special feeling and and I kind of I, I'm kind of glad that the drivers kind of feel the same way that Roger does like this is a special event and you know if we can't do it the way it needs to be done like maybe we just put it off for another year you know what I mean and just yeah you know, man it's it's sacred, you know, yeah. it's a ritual. It has to be done the way it's been done every year for it to be the same. You know, that that's at least how I feel about it. And, you know, I have one kind of kind of race ritual that I always follow around, and it's that, that parade lap where three wide, you get to wave to the fans. And 
that first time down the back straight, I always look up into the grandstands and turn three, about three rows from the top. And I see my 12 year old self sitting beside my dad thinking, you know, this is the coolest thing that I've ever seen in my life. And I kind of give my former self a little salute before the start of that race every year. Cause it's just, it's crazy to think that I went from a, a small kid sitting there with his dad dreaming of what it would be like to one of the cars that maybe another young kid sitting up there thinking about. So you know, the people have to be there for it to be, uh, you know, the Indy 500. Yeah. Well, we're totally going long form on this interview, which is which is good. We're just going to roll <laughs> with it because it's been good conversation. But, um, you know, all that being said, I mean, you know, you, you look at 12-year-old self, you look at, you know, Zach Veach now, and, and I look at things too. Like you have, you know, there's a whole lot to get to where you are at now. And we have, you and I have never really even talked like the business of IndyCar racing. You've got some amazing backers and things like that, you know. And, and with this whole pandemic going on, I know talking with, I, you know, obviously, you know, I'm from off-road. We're dealing with the same thing just on a different scale that you know IndyCar is but talking with Antron Brown who's a good friend of mine and NHRA and and everybody's kind of dealing with the same thing and and right now 2021 it's not really 2020 everybody's kind of nervous about 2021 because the business side of racing we don't know really what's going to be there and a lot of us you know you included we're kind of in contract years you know and and does some of that kind of go yeah. into, in, into the back of your mind going you know 2021 is really the unknown right now like what's going to be left on the business side you know for sure, for sure. You know, that's that's something that's that's on my mind of, you know, it is contract year. That's uh something that uh we're starting to talk about is is next season and, and that's the thing that makes it tough with the season starting late because normally uh June you would have about yeah. six or seven races done. So this is the typical time that you start talking about next season. Well now we're only a race in, so now these talks are gonna be pushed back a little bit longer. And you're kind of getting close to decision-making time for yeah. 2021. So, you know, I, I think this time has been hard on, on everyone, um, you know, in, in different ways. Uh, I'm so thankful to have the, the group of people that I have behind me with Group 1001 and Gainbridge. The, the CEO, Dan Towers, he's the guy who gave me my shot at uh, Foyt for my very first Indy 500. And, you know, that's a relationship that's uh, going on four and a half years now. And, you know, it, it's it's nice to be able to consider the, the person that's allowing you this opportunity not only is a partner, but uh, a friend. And we've really grown close in this time. So I know it's been tough on everyone, but I think this time has been a, a little easier on Gainbridge, at least. So, you know, hopefully we can uh, keep this relationship going. But, you know, that's like you said, it's it's one of those things you can't expect anything. We're certainly not. Um, I'm just worried about the races I have ahead. And at the end of the day, if you do a good enough job inside the car, uh, it makes those conversations a lot easier to have. So, well, that's our number one focus right now. Yeah. Well, I, you know, and, and you said that, you know, it's funny because a lot of people outside of motorsport that's not a driver or, or uh, you know, involved in the team or the business side, they don't realize. I think a lot of fans just think, oh, yeah, come October, November, December, you know, people kind of, oh, yeah, you sign a sponsor for next year. They don't realize, like, some of these, it's 24-month-long process. And generally, if you don't have something in ink by, you know, September, mid-September, most of the budgets are gone for the following year. And I don't think a lot of fans put that into perspective. But I guess a guy like you, man, I, you started out on a good foot, fourth at uh, Texas. You know, I guess if you, you've only got to take a one-race window and make a decision i definitely would uh you're on top of the heat buddy yeah now's the time to, <laughs> let's to make a decision <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah you know it's it's 
it's tough, but I think that's another one of the, the parts of racing that, you know, we all hate it when we're going through it, but, yeah. you know, it makes it one of those things that, man, when you do have something good behind you, you appreciate it so much because uh, finding a good, uh, you know, a good partner, a good company that you can grow with, it's like finding, a, you know, that perfect relationship. It just it makes everything uh, look a little brighter. Yeah, well, you know, I've always said that too. You find the right partnership, and I don't even like using the word sponsorship, but you find the right partner, and it, it is. It's like a marriage. You know, it's like when things click, it just clicks and it just works. You know, and and obviously you've found that you've got a great relationship with with Gainbridge and you know your current partners, and you know I think it's like you said, there, there's just something special, and we've all had those relationships in the past, both in life and in in you know in racing where it just it just didn't quite work. But when you find that that special, you know that. Special special partnership with you it's just like electric you know and and i i feel like you know you guys have put it all together you know texas a fourth place i'm really excited for for 2020 and you and your program man yeah thank you so much man i, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk to me about it and yeah I, I feel good about it you know it's i don't know what's different but things are different i just uh i think it's the people that i have around me especially um you know as i talked a little bit about mark bryant it's just it's just, it feels so different of an experience and such a positive one in that, that I'm just so eager to get back to the racetrack. And, you know, when you're going through tough times, it's not that you're not looking forward to it, but you're worried about that next race. And, you know, after Texas, we're just eager to get back to the track. I want to be there with my guys. I want to be there, uh, you know, suiting back up and going out to do it again. So I'm just really excited to see what's to come. Well, Zach, dude, I appreciate the time. It's uh, it's been a pleasure having you on air. I know we went a little bit longer, but uh, you know we were, we were just rolling with a good conversation, man. But it's always fun having you on the show, buddy. Yeah, man, no worries. I, trust me, when you uh, get to talk about things, you know, with someone who gets it and who's passionate about the same stuff, man, it's fun. So thanks for uh, thanks for having me, and thanks for wanting to talk with me, dude. Oh man, well, as uh, you know, Zach hangs up here. I, I just have to say, like this guy, you know, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves one as a race car driver um but two well as a personality as well because he's a great talker but i think you've got to know the zach feach story and i think that's what's really really amazing i mean this kid has really worked his butt off to get where he's at you know what i mean and to have this contract for three years with andretti autosport and and be where he's at in the in the indycar series and i think um, you know, I, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves on that front. Uh, you know, and we didn't jump into kind of his background and things like that. And he does a lot of charity work. He's got, you know, a lot of uh, projects that he works on and things like that. Yeah. You know, some of his back interviews with us, we've, uh, we've dove into those and things like that. So we really didn't touch on that today. We kind of touched on more of the current stuff, but you know, I think there's, there's a disconnect with people that want to be race car drivers and people who have figured out how to be a race car driver and sometimes it's not all about sheer talent it, it's about being at the right place at the right time putting yourself in situations where you are going to be in the right place at the right time and zach you know he wasn't independently wealthy anything like that but he consistently put himself in the right place at the right time. I mean, you know, he was volunteering to do IndyCar radio during the broadcast. He was volunteering to drive the two-seater. Like, he just wanted to be in and around the IndyCar paddock as much as humanly possible, knowing that at some point you got to be there for something to happen. You know what I mean? If you're half a country away and something breaks, you know, they're going to go with a person that's closest to the situation, you know? And, and Zach, you know, 
being that he had the uh, the foresight to to do that. You know, and and it, you got to humble yourself as a race car driver. You don't want to move into the booth. As a race car driver, you don't want to be driving the two seat. You want to be in the actual race. You know, but Zach knew he had a long-term goal, and that was going to be the best opportunity for him to potentially get in a full-time ride in IndyCar, and he did it. You know, I, I got to tell you, it was a little bit of humbling experience for me all of a sudden to be a radio personality, right? I'm, I'm talking with my competitors. I'm talking about driver, to drivers and interviewing them and, and building them up. I mean, it, it takes a special kind of person, and Zach Veach is that special kind of person. And, you know, he's got a great story. I loved having him on air today. Thanks to Zach. Thanks to my friends there at Andretti Autosport for, for uh, helping set that up. And, uh, you know, it's uh, definitely a good time with him. And I'm really excited to see, uh, you know, what comes of 2020 for Zach Veach. What a way to start it off. Solid fourth-place finish. You know, I guess, uh, you know, it ties his career best uh, in the IndyCar Series at the top level. You know, he finished fourth at, uh, at the Long Beach Grand Prix uh, previously. So, um Good stuff from Zach Veach. All right, we are going to uh, take a short commercial break, and we're going to wrap up our number one right here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this. But you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease. 
and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network. Welcome back here to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor, where we officially have our number one in the books, our power hour here on Sirius XM Channel 211 and Patrick Radio. And, uh, you know, it was uh, it pretty much taken over by Andretti Autosport driver Zach Veach, and uh, rightfully so, man. What a great interview. What a great way to catch up. I think I'm going to actually give that the Project Action treatment. We're going to drop that over on the podcast, Project Action. Those of you that missed it, caught the end of it, tuning in, go to Project Action. You get that whole thing uncut, uh, you know, start to finish there with Zach Veach. Good stuff with Zach Veach. And, uh, you know, hopefully you guys enjoyed that one. And, you know, what a what an awesome talent and just a great dude to, to have on the show. So, uh, yeah, so wrapping up hour number one here uh moving to hour number two if you're on sirius xm channel 211 yep we're gonna bow out say goodbye to you but we're still gonna be live on the sports byline network american forces network down at dirtyshow.com as well as podcast one and apple podcast so we're gonna keep the party moving uh just uh saying bye-bye to sirius xm so uh yeah it's uh it's gonna be a fun hour number two though we got uh, my good friend chris leone my media director he's also involved with iRacing. uh we are going to dissect some powering because finally got a lot to powering man we got Supercross running double headers, NASCAR running double headers. We got IndyCar back in action. Man, we have a lot to talk about in regards to just racing in general. Not only that, but we've got a massive amount of news. NASCAR news, Formula One news, off-road news, Supercross news, IndyCar news, NHRA news. I mean, if you want it, we got it right here at hour number two. Uh, hit me up with your questions, though. I'd love to get to fan questions in the show. It's at JimBeaver15 on Twitter. So if you got any questions you want them answered live, hit me up on the Twitter machine, and uh, I will definitely get those answered in the show. I definitely will have time to take fan questions. I know that's been a big deal every week. Everybody wanting to know, hey, can we get your questions in? Sometimes we don't have time. Sometimes we do. Today is one of those days. I got time. I got a whole 10 minutes where I can answer your questions. So hit me up and we'll return here to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor.